You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. I am sitting here with a good friend of mine. Grateful to have you on the podcast today. And uh, this is Chad Matson, who is the lead singer of the band Unspoken. Thanks for being on today, man. Hey, you're welcome, buddy. So uh, we just actually had a really fun show with him at the, at our church, and it's a little windy outside, but hey, we'll, we'll, we'll manage. It's still a beautiful night. But I wanted to get him on and kind of talk about, you know, Chad is a father of three, married for how long? Uh, 15 years, 15 wonderful years. <laughs> wonderful. Katie, if you're listening, every minute was wonderful. It's been wonderful. So, but yeah, um, you know, it's, it's so cool because, uh, I've I've had the blessing of getting to see Chad kind of uh, start out and and continue to move. I mean, I think when we met, it was you had just started doing music and uh, watched you kind of grow. And then this just this past year, I think Reason was was it number one for like five weeks in a row. Yes, but who's counting? Who's counting? Who's counting? And uh, you know, it, it's cool because because knowing you, I'd love you to share this today because I think a lot of times, especially as dads we can struggle with the idea of what success looks like and uh, kind of what the, the future or what that kind of can can lead to and, and make us put, put false boundaries of what success looks like. And so, you know, can you share a little bit about kind of where, you know, like unspoken and kind of where that all came, you know, how that's all kind of culminated and to where it is today, just really quickly? Well, I've been doing it for 17 years now and, you know, I never really thought that it was going to be some big Michael W. Smith career or something. I just, you know, got saved and I got sober and got saved. And I just wanted to tell people what Jesus had done for me. And uh, and so music um, was a wonderful way for us to gain people's attention and have the ability to have conversations. And, you know, music is this wonderful universal language that speaks to the soul like Sometimes words alone without music and melody can't. Um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, I remember being in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, I got married. I moved next to a, uh, a pastor on one side and a prostitute in a meth lab on another side. And uh, we were living in the ghetto of Trenton, New Jersey. And my wife found this quote and wrote it on a paper bag uh, from... Wegman's grocery store and uh, and she wrote it and she put it on our it's about size of two quarters maybe a half dollar something like that and she wrote it and she put it on her refrigerator and the quote was success has made failures of many and it's went from refrigerator to refrigerator to refrigerator in the five or six different places that we've lived over over the time that we've been married and it's still on my refrigerator right now and really Every day you can, you know, look up and see that brown paper bag ripped up and and uh, have those words on it. So just, you know, kind of keeping the the kingdom view of success is very different than the world's view. Um, in fact, I, you know, often think of success as being um, obedience, and that's how we measure it. We don't measure it by how many people show up to a gig or how much merch we sell or records or awards that we win or whatever it may be um but success is always just 
the obedience to whatever God's placed in us. And even there's a, you know, a verse in James 1.22, don't merely just listen to the world, to the word. Don't merely just listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do it. Do what it says. And, uh, and then, of course, Jesus says in John 14.23, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. And so, and I think that's kind of where success starts is just in that discipleship of the Lord, you know, uh, being faithful to what his word says and then taking that into what we're doing in our work or our ministry or our family or whatever we're putting our hands to, um, but not getting into the trap of, you know, success being a number or mm. a salary or, um, you know, climbing the, the ladder or whatever but just being obedient to what God has put in his word and then, you know, to what God has placed before us in the day we're living in, which is today. How can I be obedient today and, and thus, you know, being successful in God's sight? I have this idea of an expectation maybe of what success looks like. And I think the times when I get most discouraged is when those expectations will happen. Like, oh, well, in six months, this is guaranteed to happen. And then six months goes by. You know, I heard a story that um, prisoner of war, uh, you know, survivors would would say, like they said, that the ones who really made it through without being too too discouraged would say, um, you know, instead of saying, oh, well, at Christmas time, we'll, we'll be free or at Easter, we'll be free. They would just say when we get free. And so this this long term effect of this is going to happen eventually we're going to get free instead of saying, okay, by Christmas. Cause then when it didn't happen, discouragement set in, they would make poor choices. And a lot of times they would end up dying even of like discouragement. And so, you know, you mentioned something before about uh, the story of Martha and Mary in the scriptures. And I love what you said about that. Can you share a little bit about that story? Well, if you look at the scripture, I, I've read that scripture many times and it's definitely like a, a weekly thing. Uh, Martha is the sister who's working hard to provide a meal for Jesus and his disciples. And and then you've got Mary who's just kind of sitting around with the disciples at Jesus' feet, listening to every word, taking in everything that is being said and just enjoying, you know, uh, God's presence. And here's Martha is off in the kitchen and she's working hard and she's frustrated and she's saying, you know, Jesus make my lazy sister get up and help me and he said no i'm not going to take away the ble her blessing you know her blessing is is to be at my feet and and i i guess I, I think the thing for me is when i'm looking at that scripture i'm realizing that martha is irritated in her work yeah and she's irritated in her work because she's she's not taking the time to sit at jesus feet she's she's only going after the work and and making sure and, and I feel like every time I'm getting frustrated in my work mm. you know it probably goes back to the fact that I'm not sitting at Jesus feet um, who's pouring into me giving me the ability you know even Philippians talks about God is working in us causing us to do good so even the good that we are doing and the good that we have inside of us is God you know working in us causing us to do so and I'm just blown away by the fact that, like, not only does he enable our hearts to hear his, his message and get saved, but then even more than that, 
on the day-to-day. -day. He's working in us, uh, causing us and giving us the desire to do good. So it's like everything comes from God's goodness and His love for us, and He's given us all these tools. And so I just, you know, it's like as I'm just getting irritated in my own life uh, because things aren't working out the way that I think they should or I want them to, and going back to that success thing, that the success starts at the feet of Jesus and then works into the rest of our lives where most of us work and then we kind of, side note, you know, hang out with Jesus. And then biggest indicator of that is the frustration mm. and the anger, the irritation that comes with the work that we're doing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and even as you're talking, it seems like when we put our, when we sit at the feet of Jesus, we have to have the correct viewpoint of who Jesus is. That this that there's his father who in Psalm 103 says that he won't always chide at us. He he's slow to get angry and abounding in unfailing love. You know, and I think you, you talked about it earlier. Um, you know, before before this we, we were talking about this idea that, that 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 when we see our kids we want to give them good things. But for so long we kinda have this idea that like we've got to do good things or, or we kinda think God may even cheat us. And I wonder if there's something valuable about us speaking into that going god like the, us having the proper view of who god is can truly change our perspective of who of the outcome of how we lay in that or how we kind of sit in that of just well our father is for us he has big plans for us he's never going to leave us or forsake us and just stopping and recognizing it and I, I think it's huge to just stop and go okay we don't we don't have to be busy in god's work but we can just be be at his feet and understand more of who he is. And that's truly part of that, that, that success. Yeah. You know, I, I think one of the things is we're kind of looking at who God is. Um, you know, we all have these kind of, um, preconceived notions of, you know, uh, the God that we learned about or, um, were taught, taught about as we were kids or whatever. And, the, the book of Jonah really gave me this this kind of huge perspective on who God is. And, um, you know, you've got the story of, of Jonah, you know, being called to do this work uh, of the Lord. And at the time, the Israelites were far from God. And, and so God wasn't kind of, because of the hearts of the people were far from him, he wasn't showing up for the Israelites. And here's Jonah, this prophet, to the Israelites, God sends yeah. them, hey, go um, to Nineveh and, and preach the message, you know, preach the message I gave you. And he, he Nineveh, you know, the, the Ninevites were his enemies, you know, um, it would be like, you know, God telling us to go and, and talk to ISIS or something like that, you know. And um, so in Jonah 4, when... God saw the repentance of uh, Nineveh, you know, to the point where they didn't even let the animals eat or drink. You know, everybody, Bible says here, you know, that, that the king ordered everybody, you know, dress, dress in sackcloth and ashes. Uh, don't, yeah. don't eat, don't drink, don't even let your animals eat or drink. So you, you see this repentance happen. And, you know, big, big indicator of repentance is change of direction you know what we're what we're doing it's not just oh i'm sorry god but here's these these wicked people that like saw the error of their ways and they they you know fasted and they came before god in hopes that he would have mercy on them 
Here's what it says in, in um, um, Jonah 4.1. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah. So the, the plans that God was going to destroy the city, he didn't destroy the city, and that change of plans upset Jonah. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home, this is verse 2, that you would do this, Lord? That's why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love, and you are eager to turn back from destroying people. And it's like, <laughs> when we think of God, do we think, I knew that you were merciful and compassionate. It's like, we don't, we don't think that way. We think like, I knew you were going to smite me, Lord. I knew you were going to take this away from me. I knew you were going to punish me yeah. for this. I knew that's the narrative we speak. And, and this is like one of the biggest hearts of God I feel like I've found in the scriptures. Um, aside from, from Jesus, you know, dying on the cross is that, you know, Jonah said, I knew you were going to do this, Lord. I knew you were going to turn your back on destroying them. I knew it because you're compassionate, merciful, slow to get angry, full of unfailing love. And you were, this is interesting, you are eager to turn back from destroying people. Wow. That's who God is. And yeah. I don't know how it relates to the success part, but I know that this, that, you know, Jonah's success, you know, he, he, didn't, he didn't get the result he wanted or thought that yeah. was fair. But the success was Jonah being obedient to God's will, and 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 he gets he just drops this bomb in the scriptures to give us a picture of who God is, and uh, as and when you know God is is like this, merciful, compassionate. You, of course, we read this in the Psalms, but this really just opened my eyes some way. And uh, so anyway, I just was thinking like you know, obedience. You know, it's you can only be obedient. Um, to the point of death and all of that, like Jesus was, until you, you know, know him and, and really know him and know who he is. So, again, speaking to the Mary thing, sitting at that feet, getting to know who he is, mm -hmm. and then going to work and going into our tasks and our jobs and all of that with only this, um, you know, um, being the thing that's fueling us to do it. And when we don't do it, then we measure the success all these different ways and we become irritable and frustrated and, and discouraged and all that. It's almost like the first step of defining success is knowing how, knowing who actually defines it and then seeing God correctly. You know, looking at him and going, okay, you are this God who's for me. You are this God who's slow to get angry. I know that you're merciful. I love that because cause I've read Jonah a bunch and you don't really, you don't think of it that way. You just see the, the response of Jonah with like, really? Like they're gonna turn around when he just wanted to see them destroyed, but I, but it's interesting when you think about it that way. Like, God, God is for our greatest good, and uh, and so I guess my question, you know, as we're kind of in this, is, is what does success look like in your family? You know, I think it's, um, I think the number one thing there is, you know, the relationship between your wife and yourself. You know, everything flows from that. You know, mm. if your kids know that you guys love each other and it creates the safe space. And and even if, you know, I've got a 13-year-old and a and a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, and my 13 and 10 are just, they're wonderful, really wonderful kids. But, 
you know, they're, they argue a lot, they compare a lot, they do X, <laughs> Y, and Z. It's so frustrating for us. Um, but my kids know that they're loved and because they know that we love each other, like Katie and I, my wife and I. Yeah. And uh, so I think success in that is just um, knowing, knowing our kids, loving each other, um, and, uh, and fighting for each other. Um, sometimes fighting with each other shows yeah. that we care and we're yeah. passionate. I mean, I think that's real life. But, um, you know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that my kids would walk with the Lord and, and, and know that, you know, we love them and know that no matter how far they get off a path or not, um, that, you know, like the prodigal, it's like the prodigal didn't really know the dad that well if he thought that the dad was going to, you know, well, surely my father's servants, they, they at least get to eat. So I'll go home and be a servant. And yet the dad's out the, at the end of the road every day waiting for the kid to come home yeah. and runs in this, you know, the um, picture of like a shameful act, like the dad yeah. didn't give a rip about who saw what. He was just so excited that his kid came back and killed the fattened calf, gave a robe, put a ring. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when we know God like that, then we know that we, no matter how far we get off. So I think success for my family is that they might know God like that. Whew. So that no matter where life takes them, like for me and living in Lancaster, Pennsylvania and Elm Street, living in a drug house and, and knowing that, you know, that I wasn't too far gone, that God still was there. He still loved me and I could come back anytime. Um, so I think that's that's a big thing for us. Nice. Almost like God sees you. God sees me regardless of where I am. So, okay, I love that. So what does success look like in your career as you continue to move forward in, in, in music? And, again, I would define that you have a successful career. You've, you've had a, bu a bunch of good, good, good hits. But not just that, you um, – you know, it's no, knowing your shows and watching you, the way that you impact people and the ministry that happens, it's not just music, but it's really ministry. So what does success look like in your career? I, I think it's it's just loving people, um, you know, showing up and, and making the, the eight-year-old kid that's there feel like he's important or she's important mm -hmm. and loved. And, you know, the volunteers, it's it's just being aware. It's It's always comes back to people and relationships um and you know and then if god you know opens the doors for our songs to impact certainly gives us an, an easier way in um, to speak into their lives and and all of that so we're grateful for that but um i mean i'm not gonna lie you know we we struggle with uh you know wanting a different level of success with our music and our careers and all of that mm -hmm. But I think that's what's awesome about being part of a band. It's really like a, a micro church um, of just guys that are encouraging each other and reminding each other to keep that right perspective that today success is not that the venue was full or not, but uh, that we loved as many people as we could. It's awesome. So let me ask you one more question. What are some tangible steps that for those of us listening that we can do to know that we're defining success correctly? Maybe just overall, so family, career, but beyond that, just what are some tangible steps? We might have gone through them, but just to make them clear, what are some steps we could take? I mean, I think having people in your life to help you see, um, you know, uh, people that are like-minded, mm -hmm. um, you know, to help you along the way. I have a, a friend of mine that 
you know, really felt like the Lord wanted him to do uh, this tour. And then the tour didn't really work out the way that he had hoped it. And it was like, oh, this is a big failure. And, you know, my first thought was, no, this was a success. You did yeah. what, what God wanted you to do. And, you know, so that's success. Yeah. So I think having people that are going to speak into your life and help you uh, see, you know, help you have the right mindset. Yeah. Um, I think is a big one. Um, another one is, you know, keys to success is, is, you know, sitting at Jesus feet. Mm. Um, I think that's always the biggest thing about our relationship with God. One thing that not all of us, not many of us, um, including myself, uh, remember as like one of the big things, um, to do, but that's the biggest thing to do. That's the whole point is God yeah. knowing God and him knowing us. Um, and spending time there. <clears throat> and then I think, you know, working hard at what you're doing, too. I mean, there's tangible, yeah. real things that aren't necessarily um, super, quote-unquote, what we would consider spiritual, but getting good at what you do. I mean, you you know, yeah. you, you were a painter at one point. I, w I was a painter was. at one point. And, uh, you know, like nobody's going to hire us. We're not going to have any kind of success uh, even if it's speaking to the clients that we have, if our work sucks, yeah, you know, so yeah. our work needs to be good, and we need to 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 make sure that we are doing the best we can to to make the best job. Mm. But um, and I think those are a couple things that I can think of off the top of my head. It's midnight, and I'm not yeah, really no, quite it's sure. It's a little windy out. It's kind of crazy out here. But no, it sounds good because I do feel like so exactly what you're saying. Surround yourself with pieces of iron or other those who can sharpen you. Yeah, and, Jesus and, re and remembering that, you know, through iron sharpening iron, there's friction and sparks. Yep. You know, it's not like everything always, feels good. Yeah, and always easy conversations. Yeah, they're hard conversations that, you know, I think, you know, one of the things, too, that I think of, like, in our culture, we don't want to experience sorrow. And Solomon says, um, it's either in, Pro I think it's in Proverbs, um, that sorrow is better than laughter. Because at least sorrow has refining qualities. Mm. And so to think of like the times where I'm laughing with my kids or I'm, I'm celebrating the goal they scored at soccer or, or whatever, um, those are all beautiful moments. But it's the times that I have those hard conversations with my kids or, or, um, or I you know, go to bed crying because I was too hard on them and that sorrow moved me to want to change you know, not yell as much or not yeah. this or that. So, you know, embracing those those sorrowful moments, those disappointments and stuff and seeing that God is in the middle of those things. And, of course, I think it's important to, to know, too, um, the first thing Jesus preached on the Sermon of the Mount was, blessed are the poor in spirit. And another translation says, blessed are those who realize their need for God, for mm. they will inherit the kingdom of heaven. So to know that our need is a blessing to us and in fact, we can't even be invited into God's family. We can't even be welcomed in until we recognize our need yeah. for him. So all of these That's things uh, in these failures, you know, we're talking about success, but really it's in our failures in which we grow the most and our failures become our greatest successes. I mean, that's just my story over and over and over. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, and I, um, I'm trying to remember who said it. I don't know if it was John Maxwell or someone, but they talked about the idea that like, the only true failure is when you give up. And so it's not the idea, you know, it's continuing to, to pivot 
in the midst of the failure, okay, I just can't do that again. And, and what caused me to walk in that failure? Oh, this caused me, so I can't do that again. Whether it's whether it's I took my eyes off of the Lord, I, I, I was alone and I was, I, I, you know, I didn't have anybody to speak into my life. Or I just stopped, stopped caring, you know, and scripture even talks about that. I think it's in Galatians. We were just talking about that, you know, you know, that if we're continue to, to, to move forward and, and not be, you know, and, and weary and well doing that if we fail, you know, that if we don't, don't quit, uh, God will continue to, to, to do what he's, he's desiring to do in our lives. And so it's this idea of not giving up. So, you know, if, if, if you're on the sideline, if you feel like, God has given up on you, recheck re, re yourself. Check this out. Look, see if there's people that are speaking in your life. See if there's people, see if you're, you know, are you spending time at the feet of Jesus every day? It doesn't have to be some long thing, but just are you spending time with Jesus? And then you continue to hone the craft that God gave you. Does yeah, and sense? I think, you know, a lot of uh, life is perseverance. The New Testament talks mm. a ton about it. And perseverance is in the dictionary simply just defined as moving forward despite opposition mm. you know so it's like <clears throat> persevering is a huge part i think it, it's it's in uh, james one the testing of our faith develops perseverance and perseverance um must finish its work it's like yeah. we have to persevere if we want to be like jesus yeah we can't be like jesus if we don't persevere if we don't continue to push forward through opposition yeah and so to know that you know that's just life life is going to throw opposition every every step we take um you know and and that we just continue to push through that success you know it's it's making us more like jesus and uh and honestly success is becoming like jesus yeah. that's what success is you know for us as believers that's so good. Um, you know, the, the Mary thing, the, um, the, the, all these other practical things that we can do, but real success is just be being, you know, in the likeness of dying to ourselves and Galatians two twenty, letting Christ live through us. That's the ultimate success for a believer. Love it. I love it. I do see that, that there is, you know, as a follower of Christ, it's going to be a, a, a battle. If, it, if there's no battle, then, then you're probably not walking the Christian life. There's always going to be a battle. There's always going to be, be discouragement. So, man, I appreciate you being on today and sharing this in this windy, cold evening. That's wonderful. I think, too, the just last thought that, uh, you know, there's seasons, and, you know, there seems to be a lot more seasons of perseverance than there does, than there is of, of ones that are just kind of uh, these wonderful, everything's going well. But those seasons come, too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just like the fall changes to the spring and uh, fall to the s winter, whatever it does, you know, you know, what it I'm eventually saying. changes to the spring. Yeah. It's OK. Just as the seasons change. Yeah. So, you know, that that perseverance is going to, you know, it, it, those seasons of opposition are going to turn into seasons of, of fruit. And the Lord often talks to me, uh, you know, brings up scriptures of the harvest and, and planting yeah. and all of that it's like man you got all these different seasons that you're that you're working through but there will be a harvest at some point and there will be a time to rest at some point there will be a time to um but a lot of our life is is perseverance but those season those other seasons are coming too i love it so i did find it galatians 6 9 and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up so i love it wait when if if we do not give up. Right. So it's it's a lot of these promises that God has, not not salvation, not but a lot of these promises are conditional, 
on yeah. you know what we choose to do yeah um so if we don't give up you know it's like it's like in philippians when it says the peace of christ will rest in your heart focus on all these lovely and admirable true and pure and holy and whatever um and and the peace of christ rests if um if you uh, i can't remember what the end of it says but that's a it's a big if though yeah but what i'm saying is that like when you do all these things then this will happen so yeah. if if you do all the, if you do these things this will happen this is a promise of god but the promise isn't ours if we don't do it yeah yeah you know and you're right it's resting in the spirit it's resting in who god's character is and and, and what he's already said so love it man thank you i Bill. love it well thanks for being on the uh, on the podcast today man we know it's cold and windy but i'm glad you you made it through this season out here in the cold thanks for being with us today i'm from maine we're in texas right now so this ain't nothing this is nothing no, yeah i hear that i'm enjoying myself hey guys check us out on uh, instagram at, at known legacy uh facebook known legacy ministries for questions comments or concerns check us out at info at knownlegacy.org we'd love to hear from you if you've not checked out unspoken's music you can get it at unspokenmusic.com or just look up unspoken at all the all the music sites and they will come up. Got a new Christmas song out this year, right? It's called Good News. We all need some good news in this season. So absolutely, go check it out. Download it today. Chad, thanks for being on the uh, podcast today. You're welcome, buddy. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.